Hello everybody, hello Eric. Salut Lorient. Ça va? Look at my French. It's oh my a, god, I love it. It's très oh, belle, so très belle comme moi. Didn't get it. Très belle comme moi. Anyway, right? okay. Isn't that... It's, it's obvious. Tu es belle comme moi? No. Yeah, it's pretty obvious what I'm saying. Oh, très beau, right? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, okay, guys, today we wanted to talk about minimalism. We are both convinced by this way of life. Uh, probably, Eric, you more than me, because you've been living that way, I would say, for the last few years, maybe five or seven years now. And we'd like to address certain misconceptions around this topic. And we also want to tell you what it could bring into your life. So, Eric, maybe you can start by sharing your experience. Yeah. And why do you enjoy, enjoy so much to be a minimalist? Yeah, it kind of came out of consequences of what was happening in my life. I was just moving pretty much every year. And sometimes it was not because of my choice. Sometimes it was because a new, uh, a new job came up or I hated where I was living or my ex kicked me out of his house or something stupid like that. <laughs> but... <laughs> but I, I started to like hate having things because the more I had things, the more it took, it, it just took, it drained me every time I had to move and it just slowed me down too much. So I started getting used to having less in case of these emergency situations happened. And I started realizing that, hey, it actually brought me happiness because I can now do, I was free. I was freer. I was like, I could do any last minute plans if I needed to. Yeah, it seems like today, like when people think about minimalism, they think about restrictions, uh, that you can't have a TV or that you can't have a car or that you can't buy anything anymore. Uh, do you actually feel that way? Like, is it, a restriction to you? No, uh, you're right. There's a difference. And that's a good point because it doesn't mean that I have nothing. You know, I do have certain things that people might say, why do you have that? So I have the things that people might say is that I have, a, uh, I, I like video games a lot. So, and people would argue that you don't need that. That's not, you know, that's not essential to living, but I like it. It's one of my favorite hobbies. Since I was a kid, I, I, It was a part of me, you know, it brings me so much um, stimulant and um, enjoyment that I try to carry with me wherever I go. And then the other thing that I always carry with me is my electric keyboard, which is like this musical instrument that's too huge because I can't take a piano, which is much worse. I actually play the piano, but it's, um, it's unfortunate that I, let's say, you know, I don't Like, I wish I, I, I played the violin, which is like a smaller instrument, but I don't. I, I, I had to learn how to carry a keyboard throughout my life. So, yeah, you don't have to limit yourself. You can, but I'm very selective. Like, I chose things that represent who I am and what brings me the most happiness. 
Exactly. That's the point. It's what you own are linked to your passion and what you like and what you what's bring you happiness. And that's the, the key point here. It's it's never about restriction. I mean, there's nothing wrong about owning material things. The issue here is the meaning we give to these things. It's because I own these things, I feel valued or I can show off, you know, because I have this, you know, car or because I have the last iPhone or whatever. You should be aware of the meaning you give to your material position. And this is where like minimalism is. Yeah. So I, I think there are two things too to consider. For example, I can see people who put the same meaning I put on my video game or on my keyboard to like other 20 things like your 50 pots in the kitchen because of whatever reason you can't can't get rid of them because they're a special collection or maybe a set of dishes that are made in, I don't know, some country in Europe. There's people that might have a different reality also like they could they could argue that all this stuff brings them happiness but do you really need all that stuff to be happy like you know I, i'm I'm far from being a minimalist today like not not to the extreme as, oh, as I didn't you know are you were far i thought you were much closer i'm closer but like you have a button <laughs> and like what else <laughs> like one pan and like one like a button <laughs> What? Like, how do you call your bed? Like the Japanese bed? A futon. <laughs> okay. Okay. So what I wanted to say is that when we met in Santa Monica and I went to your apartment, there was literally nothing in there. And I was so surprised. And I was asking myself, like, how can you live that way? And now that I'm more into this way of life, I'm far from being a minimalist, but I'm working on it. And and now whenever I I want to buy something or I need to buy, I'm, I'm really asking myself, like, do I need that? Like, why do I want it? And will it bring value into my life? This is where I'm 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 currently at right now. Well. I think also maybe I was too extreme to a lot of people so because I didn't even have a bed. And I just, for me, it's because I always knew I was going to leave. So I didn't, I didn't even want to bother with that headache. I, I, know, I know some people would just say, well, then just sell it. You know, even if it's for a year only, just get the bed and sell it later. But I was like, even the thought of going to a shop and getting a bed and then selling it later. I like, I've done it so many times that I hate it. I know I hate it. Yeah. What we want to share here with you guys is that <clears throat> minimalism is more about the experience of life. It's, it's more about that than what you actually own. Uh, so I like to refer to theminimalist.com. This is where I actually learn more about uh, minimalism. And they have like so many good resources to where to start if you want to be a minimalist. And they share their story. Uh, and they actually mention that um, 
it's a way to focus on what's important in your life. And what they mean by important is actually your health, your relationship, your passions, your personal growth. So if you want to start anywhere, I would highly recommend you to check uh, their website, theminimalist.com. We're not paid for that. <laughs> I just find it like very resourceful. But maybe the point here, like Eric, you've been a minimalist for a few years. Um, let's say someone wants to start tomorrow or even like right now. Like, what do I do like right now to be a minimalist? The first step for me would be understanding who you are. And I know that sounds very cliche, but it's coming to the realization of the things that make you happy. Would you rather spend a thousand dollars more to get an object that might be bigger and more cluttery? Because um, do you actually like it? Do you need it? Or it's because you identify yourself with it? Or would you rather spend less money on something that is less clunky, but you're okay with it because you know you're not too um, dependent on that object? And that goes with like, you know, kitchenware, hobbies. You just have to understand, okay, who you are first and how far will you go with it, whether it comes financially or space-wise to get those things. Yeah, so it's a very long process. I mean, it's not easy and I can tell because I'm, I'm in this process of trying to know myself better. Um, it's a long process. So, okay. Good points, and then. But that's also not very. Like, yeah. If tomorrow. Right. That's not very. That's not very practical. Yes. So, <laughs> but if. Yeah. But if you want mm -hmm. to start something like tomorrow, and you want to do something very like hands on, what can you do? I think starts with your clothes. I think that's the easiest one that everybody can relate to. Like, look at your closet, and when was the last time you wore those jeans or that jacket? Maybe. If you were like two years ago and you're struggling to get rid of it because, oh my God, but it's, it's, I don't know, what's a good brand of jackets nowadays? <laughs> what's that brand called? Zara? <laughs> yeah, Zara. <laughs> it's, like, it's the Zara special edition. I don't even know if that's the right. <laughs> but I think you, you need to start. I think clothes is an easy way to start. Yeah, that's... Um... That's a good point. I would say even even in your apartment or your house, like start by decluttering. Maybe look at all the things you own and ask yourself, like, do I need them in my life? Like, what do they bring me like every day? Like, so, yeah, declutter. I, would say. I, I meet people sometimes who are struggling to leave, to not leave. They're struggling to throw away things that they put a lot of sentimental value. And it's really hard for me to give an advice in those cases because there is such thing as sentimental value. Yes, I, I agree. Like, I, I think I have a little box of stuff that I think it's unique things that I've done and I like to keep it, but it's also very small. So it, it, I'm lucky. And actually, the minimalist.com, they addressed this point. Um, I can't remember what they say, actually. <laughs> Sorry about that. But um, yeah, they addressed this point. Uh, my mom is the same. She wants to keep things um, like for memories. 
and uh, you know I'm like you know it's messy but what what if what if like your mom for example is staying in that house for forever like she knows she will never move like she would she knows she's there forever so in that sense maybe it's okay like to keep the things because she knows yeah, but this is when where she the things are in a closet for six months to a year and that like, you never use them and like you never open them or even like pictures like you know you we used to have like a lot of pictures not anymore because we use our phone but before we printed them and we have all these pictures that obviously you don't want to throw away but like like do you look at them very often actually like what the point of keeping them uh, no like even yeah like even my even my digital pictures i don't even look them very often i but you're right i think i have this box of albums with pictures that i have been carrying it with me well, it's not a it's not a huge box but i'm contemplating of just taking a digital picture of each one and just getting rid of the books yeah that's a that's a good start that's a good advice but i i'm also somebody though that i like a very clean looking house and for me cleanliness is because i know who i am and i know i need the class the klaus the house to be cleaned and if there's a lot of clutter in my house if there's a lot of stupid furniture it takes it, it it's harder for me to clean it it's just it just takes a lot more time and if i hire a cleaning service they don't do a good job because there's too much things for them to look under and over so that is another reason why I don't bring a lot of stuff mm -hmm. wherever I live. Good. Okay. So, so if we just like summarize the first step, and it seems that it's a common theme in our episode, in our podcast, it's know who you are. Uh, we always talk about that for like any topic we address, but it's very important that you take the time to know yourself know what your values are and are. <laughs> so, sorry, I put H everywhere when it's not supposed to have any H. Yeah, can you say the word happiness? Happiness? No. <laughs> I remember one time we were walking around and I talked to you and I said, hate hundreds. And you made fun of me because you said like, Look, you put H where there is no H and you don't pronounce the H when there is one. So instead of saying 800, I say 800. <laughs> anyway, sorry. I'm sure a lot of French people can relate to you. <laughs> yes. Okay, anyway, so yeah, know who you are. And I think at some point we need to address this topic in an episode like where do we start to know who we are and what our values are and what we want in life? And then practically, if you want to start being a minimalist, start by decluttering your environment. And also when you are going to buy the next thing, I would highly suggest you to ask yourself like, if you need that and maybe sleep on it a few nights or even like a month. Like say, if in 30 days you still need these items, okay, go buy it. But maybe you will realize that after 30 days, you actually don't really need it. And the other thing you should consider is that maybe you don't need the most luxurious 
thing, maybe you can be satisfied with um, by saving more money to invest in other things that make you happy and not getting, I don't know, like the latest iPhone or a Tesla. You know, why do people even, why do people get Teslas, you know? For the environment, Eric, obviously. For the environment, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's um, on, it's the only reason people get Tesla nowadays, to protect the planet. <laughs> you're right. I, Sorry, Tesla owners. You guys are just champions of the green... <laughs> Of the Green Party. Wait, they're not the Green Party. The Green... You know what I mean. <laughs> so, but yeah, sometimes you can get... You know, if, if you're so... Cons if you know who you are and you need to show that, hey, people look at me, like I have a Tesla, I'm awesome. Maybe, you know, good for you. Maybe you know, maybe you know that that's the direction you have to take. But if that's not really who you are or if that's not who you want to be, then maybe consider... Um, using the minimalist concepts also in your spendings. Mm. All right. So don't forget to send us a comment, a review, suggestions. Uh, our email is podcast at gmail.com and we look forward in hearing from you. Yeah. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye.